Hello, everyone, and welcome to Seaview Quantum Network. I'm your presenter, Daniel, and I'm here with producer Claudia Pareca. We are cosmic beings, beings of light. A single moment of your time is one of the most extraordinary gifts we could ever be given. We are honored every time that we receive one of those moments. We are honored, overjoyed, privileged, and humbled. We serve in your presence. Our shows are held on Mondays and Fridays at 12 p.m. Eastern U.S. time, 9 a.m. Pacific. At any moment to participate on one of our shows, please call 805-830-8344 and press 1 to talk with the host. All podcasts are easily found in all social media and are available free, live, or on demand. To request a show, please write to Claudia Pareco, cview1111 at gmail.com, or visit our website, cview1111.net. Call for free at 805-830-8344. Four, four, and wait in line or use Take My Call. And for $11, you can jump the long list of callers. Do so at www.paypal.me slash p-u-r-e-c-o slash 11. And then please PM or email Claudia Pareco with the phone number you'll call the show at cview1111 at gmail.com. Now, let's listen to our host and topic of the day. Thank you, Danny, and welcome everybody to CBU 2021. And we are proudly presenting presenting our seasonal show, All the Magic Ways, with Sai and Ivy Long. People have so many gems of wisdom. That's what I heard from Ivy. And sharing that information with each other through their gatherings and through these episodes is what they are all about. Spirituality, it's that whatever moves or expresses your spirit or your inner energy and is part of you. In some senses, your spirituality is expressed in every aspect of your personal and your it is simply who you are, woven into and expressed through every thought, feeling, and action. We all have different journeys, and we all have gathered today to listen to Ivy and Sai's personal journey of transformation and how they came up with the idea of first having an old magic waste store in Polly's Island, South Carolina, and then starting a gathering of like-minded individuals that uh, do this with the joy and the faith and the hope of sharing that wisdom with them. But let's bring our hosts Ivy and Sai, so they can both share their own journeys and the reason behind these gatherings and old magic ways, all the magic ways. 
Welcome, guys. How are you? We're good. Thank you, Claudia, so much for having us. Thank you. So Old Magic Ways um, has been around in our area since 2017. And part of the reason that we opened the shop was in our own journey, for me personally, spirituality was not at the forefront. Um, both my husband and I had longstanding careers. Um, we have three boys. We were um, actually, we thought we had it together. My husband had the gift of foresight his whole life, but he had always embraced that. Myself, on the other hand, I was a little lost. And after having two traumatic events um, within seven days of one another, things got a little crazy for me. I started to question um, things. I was going through my awakening, so to speak. I was feeling things that didn't make sense. And I actually thought I was losing my mind. Um, And I went to a Christian counselor who, fortunately for me, didn't see it the same way I did. Instead, she was the one who first told me I was an empath. And we spent years really honing that. And there weren't a lot of places that we could go at that time. So we, when we decided to open Old Magic Ways in 2017, we opened our shop that would be all spirituality. It would include everybody, no matter even if you didn't know what your spirituality was. So our shop uh, is now at the Hammock Shops in Pauly's Island. We're at, within our fourth year. Um, and it, we've actually been very fortunate and blessed to win many awards in our area for the shop we have. And you'll come in and you can see Christian, Celtic, Norse, Egyptian, Hindu, Buddhist, everything in our shop is higher power and, and for higher purpose and greater good. That being said, we began, when did we begin our, our gatherings? Um, 20, what year was it? 2017? 2017. And do you remember our first gathering? Yeah, it was just me, you, and like two other people. But we continually um, used it. We have various conversation topics. And it's not you and I teaching. No, that's what makes it good is that when you have a group of people together, each one of them brings something to the table. And when you're sitting and you have a conversation topic and a round robin, if you will, one's thoughts and ideas are just as important as the other. And that's where everybody grows because I might not agree with what you're saying right now, but tonight, whenever I go to the house, I'm going to be sitting there thinking about it and think about how to use it instead of having a lecture where everyone's listening to us. We can't grow if we're constantly trying to lecture instead of taking on what everybody else is saying as well. I think that's my favorite part of our gatherings is we have as many Christians as pagans as spiritual people as people that are not even sure who or what they are at this point or what their path is leading. And it's really about learning from one another, regardless of faith or tradition. And that's what we would like this podcast to be just as much as it be a learning tool for all of us. It doesn't mean you have to agree with everything that I say or that Sai says. But if we can give you one piece that, that you take away and add to yourself and through the calls and those who participate, if we have the opportunity to learn from you as well, we've all grown a little bit. We're in a world right now that it seems like we can see so many divided areas. And our goal is to bring people together regardless of their faith, their tradition, or their upbringing. 
So we want to continue to make this a safe space. Um, it's not anybody is wrong for their thought process. It's just ways that we each um, have learned and grown because every one of our journeys is incredibly different and incredibly specific. I love the fact that I get to share my journey with Sai. Um, we've had some ups and downs just like everybody else. We've had some learning lessons, life lessons, but ultimately the, the overall goal is for us to be the, you always say it, be the best version of you that you possibly can be. Yeah, I'm a firm believer in you try to become a better person than you are today. So where you were six months ago is not my concern. It's where you are today and where you're going to be tomorrow. Because if you stop trying to grow, you're going to grow stagnant and you're going to stay in that same rut. But if you can take one thing away from another individual, because everybody's been in that place where they're depressed or they're sad or something, and a simple smile at the grocery store or, or a friend coming up giving you a hug means the world and can change the mindset. Well, what we try to offer is a safe place that when you come in here, this is a second home. This is a second family. Everyone here embraces each other. And it's pretty common that if one's having an issue, that the crowd kind of, they, they find their, 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 find their tribe Absolutely. and they help through. And one thing we do have started and we'll begin um, starting this Wednesday is we do an after the gathering. So even though we're talking about our gatherings, and you may not be local to South Carolina, at 9 p.m. Eastern time, through our Facebook page, we do a 30-minute Facebook Live event where we collect all that information that our local community has shared, and we do a 30-minute Facebook Live event that gives you an opportunity to ask questions, to give your experiences, again, in a safe place, but allowing us each to be teachers as well as students, because in our whole life, that's what we are. We're consistently learning but for us to really, truly begin to grow, it's about teaching as well those things that we've learned. It doesn't mean that the person you're teaching is going to take your, your path or your journey exactly the same way. But again, if they can open their mind to some new idea and apply it to them, then we've all grown a little bit more. So that being said, I think we should talk about a little bit of what we were talking about this past week. With that, overcoming the chaos. Yeah, we're in a time um, over 2020 and coming into 2021. I think everybody completely can can agree upon it's been a little chaotic, you know. But I think that's because that's what we've all been focusing on. Whether it's looking at social media, whether it's looking at regular media, whether it's just kind of wondering. There's been all this chaos. But one of the things I really encourage you to do is if you're not already doing a gratitude journal or something of that nature, is to really talk, think through what are the positives. There's been so many um, shutdowns, lockdowns, whatever the term you want to use throughout the year. And for myself, um, I have had anxiety. I've had to really work on over the past really bringing myself into a grounded space. Um, and one of the things that I remember, I think that sticks out the most was when we closed down um, in, I think it was April, 
And I was really, I was really upset. What are we going to do with the shop? How are we going to have the monetary means to continue on? What's going to happen? And I just kept um, circling myself up. You know, anxiety comes from when we look into the future and we're creating these events that don't exist. And depression tends to go into when we're looking into the past. And sometimes it's about being in the present. And I can remember hearing like a little voice in the back of my head saying, just have faith. And I kept pushing it away. And I was just, you know, in that anxiety ridden moment. And I want to say it was one of our clients who came in and actually said, I mean, do you believe in that stuff you teach people? And I said, what are you talking about? Said, if faith and fear are two things you can't see, why are you putting yourself into that fear-based place? Have faith. And I was like, you're right. And that night, you remember, we went into that backyard and we actually lit candles and things of that nature and just kind of said, okay, I have faith. We're going to be okay. It's about acknowledging the things we do have instead of what we don't have. During that closed down for us, what would you say was one of the best things that we had for our family? Working in the backyard together and redoing the flowers and all of this, the stuff that we could bond together as a family, as a community over, because we had other people with us in lockdown that that is family. Zion, who works at our shop on the weekends, um, and she and the baby, they are our family. We had our three boys, 15, 19, and 20 at the house. We had my father. So there was a lot going on, but we had, I can remember when Zion brought all these um the Nerf guns, and we had Nerf Wars with our kids. We hadn't done that since they were little. It was about going back again to the old magical ways of doing things. When things seem so much easier, because it's amazing when you're in a present moment and you look backwards, things seem like they were so much easier. But if you actually went back in time, I think you'd find that there were some of the same stresses now that you know, that you deal with now at that time as well. And the one thing I, I really believe that we had a whole house for it. Ryan really with the baby brought this new energy to keep us into that family unit. And that was one of the main things that that takes away the thought process of what is the future and forces you to live in the present. Now, that's not saying pre-planning for the future is a bad thing. I actually, me personally, whenever I'm pre-planning and prepping, like for a hurricane coming up, we know we got a hurricane that's getting ready to come into the coast. I need X, Y, and Z. This is something I've got to accomplish or my mind is scrambling. Once I get that accomplished, then I can go forward and, and live in the moment. But with the background that I had, I was in the Marine Corps. Then once I got out of there, went to the Sheriff's Department and retired out of the Fire Department as arson investigator. It's important for me to have a pre-plan for a scenario. And a lot of people, whenever they're looking at that and they're trying to pre-plan, they'll get worked up and anxious. But to me, that helps come where different people have different tactics. Like me? Yeah. Yeah. So I'm completely the opposite of my husband. And I think that's what makes us so good together is because I'm the one right now. I don't watch the news. I'm avoiding a lot of social media or I'm learning the unfollow button is a great thing. 
anything that can possibly bring me into more of the potential of the what if, that's where my anxiety comes up. So, this, you know, everybody is different. You know how your body works. You know how your quote unquote fight or flight system works. You have to find the way that's best for you to live in the moment and to feel yourself at a calm space. Again, he prep me. It's not an avoidance. It's I don't need to know unless it's factual and actually happening right now. So I would love to have some call-ins too to see how people um, ground themselves. Um, what I love, for people who are on the coast, I think your grounding way, and I think anyone who has a lake by them could actually enjoy this as well. Your grounding is one of the best ways of grounding. I don't know how to work on the lake. Under the mud. Yeah, we still stick in the mud. But what I like to do is go out to the ocean and right where the water is starting to come up over the feet, I'll bury my feet into the sand. And what I'm visualizing at the time is that like a tree, I just planted the roots in the sand and the water's coming up, adding more to it. And I'm watching my ankles go deeper. But at the same time, I'm trying to release everything and just ground down into the root system that I created. Absolutely. And one of my ways to ground is I, you know, and I talk about this again to get myself in the present. And there are times that I have to do it over and over again, but it's five, four, three, two, one. It doesn't matter how you do it. I just put it this way because it was the easiest five things I can see. And I name them out loud Four things I can touch. And I touch them three things I can smell. And I smell them two things I can taste. And I taste them. And one word that fills me. If I'm anxious, I may use the word grounded, but otherwise I'll use love because I know at the core of my being, that's who I am. And again, sometimes I have to do that and go over and over and over again, but pulling me out of that what if realm and bring me into the what's now realm. And that in itself, taking those deep breaths in and taking those deep in and then exhaling it slowly getting that energy moving and unblocked, but allowing it to flow freely at the same time. A lot of people with anxiety or depression, we tend, especially anxiety, we tend to shallow breathe. Remembering blowing out, just taking that breath out and that deep breath in can actually bring you again back to the present moment. What were some other ways that people were talking about grounding? Planning. <clears throat> a lot of people will, well, I say a lot of people, but in the gathering when we discussed this, some of them was painting, uh, clay, doing doing sculptures, uh, fire. Fire actually helps ground me. If I'm sitting here and I'm stressed or, or worrying about the future or, or whatever, if I can get in front of a fire and just sit there and focus on that fire, it seems to relax me down. And I mean, in all actuality, you can use that as a form of meditation as well. Mm -hmm. So speaking of meditation, that is a great way to kind of go into a grounding side as well. Um, you know, and for people that have an overactive mind, I think it's really important to realize what truly meditation is like. And I have a teacher or one of my mentors that I will say, her name is Gina Martini, and probably hands down, 
gave me, really truly helped me to be empowered with meditation. My brain goes a mile a minute. And to really kind of bring it again back to that present moment, I still have stuff going in and out. And one of the things that she said was, you know, when you're starting your really your spiritual practice, or if you found yourself like kind of falling out of it and trying to regain, remember, it takes like 15 minutes a day, five minutes where you're talking to divine, whoever that is for you, having a conversation like we're having now. And you can do that while your coffee is brewing in the morning, your tea is steeping, when you're sitting out in, in the porch, just kind of in your morning time, but it's five minutes. And then five minutes of reading something that you wouldn't normally read, whether it's on the spiritual side, educational, but some read for five minutes. But then I think the biggest key is five minutes of meditation. When we say our prayers or we're connecting, I think we do a lot of talking, but we don't do a lot of listening. That meditation is incredibly important. I do a lot, like Sai was just talking about, I do movement meditation. I love music. I love to just kind of paint. I do energy painting. That is my way to kind of shut off the world. And for me, and I, you know, I don't recommend it for everybody about turning up the volume as loud as I do, but mine is to turn off the, the noise that I have in my going on in my head and it's just closing my eyes and painting with the beat of the music but on the other side you know i learned one of the things that gina and i were talking about was how to get into that quiet meditation you know those voices the noise in our head all of this stuff going on what are we going to cook for dinner what's going to happen tomorrow oh i forgot to do this i need to put the kids in bed all of that it just keeps going. How do we dampen that down a little bit so we can quiet the inner voice and allow ourselves to meditate? And I think one of the things that she taught me that I, I take and I, I truly love and I try to apply it is it's almost like that little voice is like, and I'm, I'm looking at Zion who's sitting in here with us, and they stay with us. And when Chris comes up and if he says, mama, mama, and she's like, hang on, I'll be right with you. Mama, mama, it gets louder and louder. It's almost like we feel like meditation, we're supposed to have a completely blank brain and have no thoughts coming in. And then when we do try to do that and those thoughts come up, it almost feels like failure. Well, in all actuality, it isn't. That's part of the way our mind works. So instead of trying to avoid and push away those thoughts that are coming in, acknowledge them. Oh, what am I going to have for dinner? I'm going to have this, but I'm going to write that down. And as soon as I get out of this, I'll address it. And you'll start to learn to control that a little bit better. Um, and a little, I, I actually am very proud of myself that I can go three to four minutes of quiet meditation. And making that time to actually do it is the hardest part. And again, that's where the 15 minutes a day, five minutes for communication with divine, five minutes for reading, and then five minutes for meditation. So you're actually hearing the responses or listening to that higher self or the messages coming in, um, making sure you have a journal with it so you're writing those down. Yeah, but a lot of people get hung up on the meditation side as like your legs crossed and your fingers. And, and you're in the om. Yeah, but anything can be meditation. Like go to the beach, listening to the waves, watching the waves. Or if you're in the mountains, just listening to the birds, being at a waterfall. 
anything that can relax you down and calm the mind and actually can be used as meditation fire. Do you remember, um, I want to say about a year ago when we had the rain that was happening, we live in an area that right around next to us are a lot of trees. And do you remember when we were actually looking to listen, not to the rain that was here, but go above it and hear the rain that was hitting the top of the tree? That in itself is a form of meditation, not just using what you're hearing or seeing right there, but going above that and hearing it from a different level. So, you know, movement meditation, and that's, you know, taking yourself out of what is the daily routine or what is going on in your head and giving yourself that sense of peace. And what do you, why do you like, why, why do you like to meditate? When you got a lot, when you got a lot going on in the brain and you've got the way the world is now, the, the financial side and all the adult stuff, you get wound up into that and it can pull you down into the slump. But if you give yourself time and actually do something for yourself where it's no electronics, no anything like that, and just connect back with nature, connect back to the way we would have done a hundred years ago. It, it just... Yeah, but that's where I think it's interesting. You you end up, you know, you deal with more of the depressive side and I deal with more of the anxiety side. But using those, there's no right or, way, right or wrong way to do it. It's about finding how you can connect. And you know what? Sometimes it takes multiple times, multiple different tries. At fire, I love working with fire and candles, but I don't do meditation at fire. I use it a completely different way. See, I love watching the, the flames, the way it flickers, the way it's heating the the fuel source and then the off gas turns into the flames and just watching how that in itself is a living creature that you're watching and just studying. It's phenomenal to me. I love, remember when you were, when we were kids and you lay down on the ground and you look up at the clouds and you're looking to see what you see in the clouds and you're focused on only the clouds and nothing else. That's probably one of my most peaceful places to actually calm myself is to, and I don't do it nearly enough like I should. So don't look at us as having it all together. We're on a constant learning curve every single day, and we have to put these into practice every single day. But I truly enjoy being able to just kind of look up and just forgetting everything else around me, feeling the grass underneath, um, feeling the wind just kind of as it breathe, you know the breeze coming across your skin looking up and seeing what whether it's at nighttime and it's stars whether it's daytime and it's clouds there's a way to take yourself out of the hustle and bustle of every day and now what's been going on for this last year and a half and and coming up and bringing yourself into a calm relaxed state if you you're working Sometimes it's just taking a time out from work, going in to the restroom, walking outside if you have the chance to get outside. I could encourage as much outdoor work, barefoot if 
you know, if possible. Of course, it's not always possible. But even like, like when you worked in Charlotte, at lunchtime, there was a park down there that you could actually go to that had a, there was a waterfall man-made. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was in the park. But then you had the birds, you had all this other stuff. And a lot of times, just the child's laughter in a park will turn everything around. Because if I'm going into one of those funky states, and then next thing you know, you see a couple of kids over there playing and laughing and enjoying right now, it kind of reminds you of the moment. And that goes back to even with Zion and the baby staying with us during our lockdown. Um, you, you start to get into that worry of what happened. And then a little boy, as innocent as could be, came up and just hugged you. And you went back into that. Remember, one of the things, not everybody has a house full of people during this. So trying to commute, connect with them, making sure they're okay, giving virtual hugs, if nothing else. Checking on our friends. Making sure that you're being held accountable by them and you're watching out for them as well. So if you are starting to go that way, you have a support system to keep you going. And I will tell you, at Old Magic Ways, Sai and I have really worked really hard to truly make sure that, and if you find us on Facebook, whatnot, and you need somebody to chat with, we're right here. We don't ever want anyone to feel like they're by themselves and completely alone. Claudia, what do you think? Yeah, I was going to ask you something, Ivy. If someone is listening and wants to ask a question, what type of questions are you prepared to answer? Or can we just ask whatever comes into our mind? I believe whatever comes into the mind. Because quite honestly, if we don't have the answer, we're going to work on trying to find that answer. That's the only way, again, that we can learn and grow as well. So when we can always find that as a community. And at once, one one thing, when you are doing these gatherings, Cy and Ivy, have you noticed that while you start the conversation, you kind of enter in a higher state of consciousness where you find that sharing those magical or those wisdom is easier. And that's where you jump that barrier that maybe religion or maybe your own beliefs and you escape that barrier and you're able to communicate easier. Is that something that you have seen? Absolutely. And I think, you know, it's not even just us, it's the community in general, because there might be a reason a conversation starts, and then it leads to a whole different conversation. And usually, you can actually almost see that people were brought for that conversation. Almost everybody is going through something incredibly similar of what we're talking about. Or there was somebody specifically that shows up in the nick of time, completely unexpected that has that knowledge. So divine, these converse, these gatherings are definitely divinely guided and divinely connected. The hard part again, and, and it's across the board with anything spirituality, is to release the control from our mind and trying to control the conversation versus allowing divine to work within and have utilized us for that conversation. Does that make sense? It does. 
So, so if, if you're listening to us, to Ivy, to Sai, you have a question and you uh, want to share it with us, type it on the suite on the chat room or press one on your phone and that way we know you want to ask a question or share a comment. It, it doesn't have to be a question. Absolutely. You know, we, we do. Go ahead. I love to hear how other people ground, meditate, and I'm going to go back to journaling is another good way to ground and meditate. I think that, you know, I'm, I'm terrible for that. I tell people all the time to journal, to document their, um, their journey, because you're not going to remember everything that your journey has. And then I have to really push myself to do it myself. You see that? And we we have a caller. So this is an 843 number. So when I put you in, could you please give us your first name and where are you calling us from? Welcome to see you. 843. Hi, this is Oak. Up in Ida. Can you hear me? Oh, hey, Oak. How are you today? What kind of questions or comments do you have? Hey, through what we were talking, you guys were talking about the meditation, and um, and also we were talking about grounding, and I was kind of thinking, you know, music, you brought up music in the meditation, and I know you and I, we, we, we've used that as a form of grounding as well, and you get that, you, you know, you, your feet bare, and you, you get that music playing, and you just kind of bring your, you know, the whole kind of point of the meditation is to Bring yourself into the moment. And, you know, so that was such a great way. We've done that, you know, very frequently. Absolutely. You know, again, it goes back to getting your brain to stop worrying about the what if and getting right here to the very moment. Our whole lives were told, what do you want to be, or asked, what do you want to be in the future? Look towards the future. But sometimes it's just as important to to be here in the present you know one time um uh there was a there we went to watch the sunrise in the morning and i was taking pictures and my husband looked at me and said you're so busy looking through the camera lens you're missing the moment and that was it, it took me a little while to accept that but he was absolutely right it's about being right one of the things that you know that you said that I've heard that really strikes strikes a chord with me is you know when you're thinking about all the stuff you know you're focusing on what's to come you're creating anxiety and when you're focusing on what's already past you that's that depression and that's something that's really pretty profound and when you're experiencing that moment so that's a huge lesson you taught me. Thank you very much, and we appreciate your calling in. What do you how oh, how, how do you what do you do for grounding? I take my feet bare and I will go get my feet out in the grass and sit by a tree or we'll go to the ocean. Um, anything where I can just breathe and just experience the moment for what it is without really kind of projecting anything. So I'm just kind of there. And with my grandson, um, you know, you, you brought up uh, just that watching my grandson pulls me into that moment. You know, because when we're kids, we're always in, the, in that moment. Kids don't need to meditate. They're already there. And when you 
when you when you're interacting with them and you watching them, it brings you back to that in a way. Absolutely. I think. Absolutely. Yeah. So, um, listen, you guys, uh, I'm going to get off so other people can call in, but thanks for taking me, and uh, you guys are great, and I will continue listening. Thank you. Many blessings. Thank you. You know, um, Ivy and Ty, one of the ways that I have found that it helps me a lot to ground myself is by being with my dog, my pet. He, she really helps me out into going back to the moment. I, I cannot think of someone that is more grounded than my dog. It's like they don't live in the future or in the past. It is right now. And the joy that she always expresses about whatever it that she's doing helps me a lot at doing the, the same. Absolutely. And I think you find that, especially, you know, empaths, um, people who don't even know they are, but they really find that the animals, the connection with the animals, heck, we have three cats of our own and a bearded dragon. Well, this is what Denver was talking about. She said that whenever she started getting anxious or something, that she'd go out into nature and find a small animal and just start watching it and seeing what it's focused on and try to do the same. Like, like if it's eating or, or just being, she tries to see how much. Yeah. You're trying, you're, you're looking again. It's what Claudia is saying. It's about being in that moment. And our pets do, they're not looking at, Hey, what you going to do two hours from now for me? They're like, hey, I want you to pet me. And again, now look at the sensory. You're seeing it. You're probably um, petting it. So you're getting, you know, there's that touch. You're having that, you know, it's the sensory that's bringing you back into the now. You know, and I, I see. Now, the one thing I will say, ask you, honey, is do you find, though, when you're kind of going into that space, because I know when I feel myself getting anxious, I know I use kind of more of a natural, holistic way. You have a grounding tea, for example, that we make here at the shop, and that kind of helps in that up and down moment, too. I'll be, as I am right now, I've got stones and crystals in my hand. Feeling them, absolutely. He has a candle burning, so, so he's focused on the flame because regardless, this gets you a little nervous when you're doing something like we're doing on there. What if nobody calls? What if this? What if that? Well, guess what? I just went in the future creating these events that don't even exist. So throughout this time, I'm drinking some tea that you've made for me that has different herbs for grounding. I've got my stones. You've got that fire, and it's bringing us into the present moment. And, you know, Ivy, something that I have learned is that it has to be believable for you. Like, I have to believe that she can ground me. And if that's my belief, she will ground me. So whatever it is that it, that there is out there that it's believable for you, just follow that. Your intuition usually is right for you. It goes back to when we were in school and they would say, don't erase your first answer because your first answer is 90% right. The, the cells that are mm-hmm. makeup are also in your gut, hence the gut instinct. 
where me, I have to carry a notebook around and write my first aha moment because I tend to question myself and reanalyze it over and over again. So it goes back to, yes, it's trusting your intuition and building that so you can begin to trust it more and more. But finding the way that's right for you, the way I do it, the way Claudia does it, Sai, Oak, who called in as well, we all have different ways. These are ideas. And even when we're looking to find ours, trying each of these, you may say, hmm, holding on to this rock is not, or the stone does not do it for me. Okay, put the stone down. You tried it. Try something else that connects you. And you have to believe it. Just as much as I know when I call on Archangel Michael, I know he's with me. Today I'm carrying a lapis piece with Archangel Gabriel, who is over our throat and our voice. I'm carrying this on me, rubbing the stone, because I know she's going to help me be able to communicate the words that are so important. I can't question whether she's there. I have to know it. Just as much as you have to know it that your dog helps you to ground or the fire helps side to ground. You have to believe it. And that's where, that's where practicing and meditation comes into. You know, I think sometimes you see people that look at spirituality as kind of their aha moment. And then you have people who look at spirituality as we do. It's a continually an evolution and a growing process. And it is filled with, you know, um, I, magic. With, yeah, magic, the ups and downs. They're not failures. They have each taught us lessons to allow us to be where we are at the, this very moment. Thank Our paths, whether we look at those things as good or bad, they were learning as blocks and stepping stones, which allows us to now be able to make the decisions when we encounter a very similar situation. Everything can be looked at in two different ways as that negative and that positive. And it goes back to where we first started talking about today. You know, instead of looking, oh, 2020 was a really bad year, let's talk about what 2020 was good for. It brought families together. Those who, um, you know, especially if you're raising children and you have your, whether you're a single parent or if you have a two-parent household, who's working everywhere, it made us stop, take a breath, engage with our children, really not just talk at the dinner table, how was your day, but be able to be a part of those days and vice versa. To me, 2020, we, you know, it, it goes back to death and rebirth. You know, the death part of it is always a little scary. It's always a little hard, but I kind of compare it to cleaning your house. When you're doing a deep cleaning, it tends to get messier before it gets better, cleaner. That's kind of the way 2020 kind of was. There were some messy spots. There was multiple mini deaths and rebirths for people all over the world. But again, you've been through worse. You're going to get through this. You just have to remember you are strong. You are a being of light and love and have that faith just because our mind may think that this isn't good, it's because we can't wrap our heads around the, the ginormous undertaking that divine has in store for us. Even we talk about when we opened our shop, did you ever think four years ago that this would be what our shop would be like, that we'd be doing a podcast and all this other stuff? No way. Well, we have one goal in mind, 
and one thought process. And then once we started being surrounded by the community, <clears throat> the thought process is ever changing. I mean, even when it came from me in the beginning of this, when we opened the shop, I was very goddess-based, very growing in that space. Now it's more universal consciousness for me. And so it, it's completely, it's constantly evolving for every single one of us. And we can't comprehend the enormity of what is to come for us. So it's about learning and using the things of the past to use as stepping stones, being present to enjoy in the moment, and having faith for what the future is going to hold. And, you know, that, that's exactly how I started with this um, network 10 years ago. Since then, I have seen that this business of mine has a spirit of its own. To me, I don't, I don't feel I own it. I feel it has its own life and it's a, it's a blessing, it's a, a sanctuary. And I think you have the same in your store where you are being protected and it's a sanctuary where people come and gather and it's not in the realms of the consciousness of people that could be against that. Is that what you have experienced? Absolutely. We say all the time that our shop is a respite for the warriors, for the spiritual warriors. It really is the gatherings. We, are, we have been fortunate enough and blessed enough that divine, between our, our dreams of this and divine's ambitions, that this is what we were meant to do. And this space is sacred and protected. We tell people all the time when they walk in the shop, almost every person we explain what our shop is about. And it is a place where diversity, discrimination, all of that is left at the door. When you walk into Old Magic Ways, when you come into a gathering, it is for all people. It is a place where we learn, we put down our differences and we, meaning as something that divides us and use those differences to bind us together. And yes, definitely protected by spirit. Um, you know, even little things where it doesn't seem so little, but in our state, we were actually deemed an essential business. <clears throat> now, did we open up like everyone or other businesses that were essential? No, we kept it very, you know, we wanted to protect our community and make sure everybody stayed safe. But we did, yeah, like I was saying, we're doing, we did deliveries, we did we, curbside service, anything we could do. But if you, again, where other businesses were being told, no, that's not essential, our state looked at us and said, you are essential. Spirituality and holistic um, it is all about, it is essential. In these times of crisis, in these times of of upheaval and questions, faith is so important. And just because my faith may be different than your faith doesn't mean it's wrong. It means my faith for me is absolutely correct. And yours for you is absolutely correct. But I learned a long time ago that I don't have to know everything, but I need to know somebody that does. 
And with that statement being made, our gathering, if every single person that was in here thought exactly like us, it wouldn't be that much of a topic. But the diversity that we have and throughout the world, if everybody could get together and just realize that this one here is, this is their realm, this is their wheelhouse, and ask them questions, or pull on the strengths of the community and know the weaknesses of the community. Because once you find the weaknesses and then you start working on it, that's going to in itself grow to where it can become a strength. It's just treating everybody as an equal. And everyone's had different life experiences that gave them different knowledges or different knowledge. And that's something that right now, especially, that we need to pull on. There's not just one way to do anything. There's several different ways. And that's what we like to do is find out all the different ways people are thinking and and implement the ones that are beneficial to you. And one of the things we'd like to do on this podcast moving forward as we're a seasonal podcast is really throughout the the you know the next couple of months is we're going to be pulling together information that we can share with you in case you haven't joined our Facebook live events on Wednesdays at 9 p.m. Eastern or if you can't be here in person we want to still have that conversation because not only is it a local a local issue or a regional but this global spiritual awakening is global. It's exactly Mm -hmm. that. We're all going through a spiritual awakening. We can learn from people in other countries um, what they're going through. We can teach people in other countries. We're all connected. And and one of the things that I've been having to really focus on is not allowing myself to go into that space where if it's on social media, if people start to get get agitated on different topics, not to jump in on certain things. To continue, our standpoint is to rise above this. Um, and not that we're better than anybody, and I don't mean it that way. I mean rise above the chaos, rise above the arguing, rise above, you know, political um, thought process. And remember, at the core of our being, we are true love. We are divine love, and we're supposed to be uniting, not dividing. Okay, so let's bring Nicole from South Carolina. One moment. Nicole? Yes. Hello. Hey, Nicole. Hey, how are you all? (laughs) We're good. Thanks Um, for coming in. No problem. You all were talking about grounding earlier. Um, I actually use a couple different things depending on my situation at the time and what I need. Um, If it's real bad and I can't get outside, I'm going to take an Epsom salt bath and let it drain while I'm in it and picture all of the bad going down the drain. Um, I also like to go out and put my feet on the ground. And as I'm breathing in, I picture a golden light almost coming in and you know how you have a block drain and you kind of push something through. And as I'm breathing out, all the dark and negative comes out. And then I picture the trees absorbing that in and putting it back into the earth. 
Absolutely. Those are wonderful. I do the fasting as well. Um, I did one last night. And again, I do the same thing, draining that water out before I get out. So when I'm imagining that water draining, all the uck and muck of the day just goes down the drain. And again, I don't dry off when I get out of the vet, so I can actually naturally dry it and just actually be again cleansed and refreshed. Yes. And then getting on your um, gatherings and all of the, um, it's just an eclectic gathering of people and how the, when we're sitting there and we're having conversations, how someone can have something that's different than what you would think that you would believe in, but you realize that it is something helpful that you can take and use to be helpful for yourself. And you always talk about how we have the power within. And so it's a way, to me, it's showing that we can take what we're learning through each other, and because we have our own power, we can use it as long as we believe that it's going to work for us. Absolutely. And even one of the things I love about the gatherings is even if, say, Nicole were to bring something up, and it might not really fit, it may ignite and spark a new idea for myself where my, I wasn't even thinking in that way to begin with. And then all of a sudden, it just ignites and sparks this amazing, inspired warrior feel, you know, where you're like, yes, this is it. And, and Absolutely. I, and that's what it's all about, because we are all unique individuals. We have all gone through our own journey. Not any of them are identical. Even when it comes to our children, our parents, those who come before, those who come after, they haven't even had the same journey we have. So they can only understand to a degree and vice versa. So when we can learn something from them, the youngest can teach us, the oldest definitely, the wisdom they have, and apply it to who we are. We've only bettered ourselves and then ultimately bettered humanity for it. Absolutely. Well, if anyone you. ever has a chance to come into your shop for the gathering, they should take the opportunity to do so. When you walk in, it is like... A big hug Like the energy The crowd, the conversations it, I've never gone in And not came out feeling great Oh thank you You're That's, welcome I love that So you know I think those people Who can't come You know I definitely If you are here I, So everybody knows Polly's Island is about 15 minutes south of Myrtle Beach um, About an hour north of Charleston, roughly, depending on how fast you drive. Um, so we're in a tourist area to begin with. So we do have a lot of people coming into that. But even if you can't be here, if you there's no way you're coming to the Southeast, we do um, shopping experiences or virtual experiences. Um, we do 30 minutes. We block, block that time off. And I'll either send you a Zoom in from, invite or we'll do it through Facebook video. You actually get to be a part of it. We do have services here. I do intuitive work with people. Mine is about trans, my readings are about transmutation of negative energy. 
um, and really working on the metaphysical and emotional blocks that are causing um, illnesses or, or pain. So we do those, I read internationally. Um, I do those again through Zoom or Facebook. Sai actually is our crystal Reiki master. Um, so we, you know, our shop is not just a place to shop. We have services and then we have a gathering space in the back. So sometimes even if you just need a, you know, 30 minute timeout and need some energy, our door is always here. And, and thank, thank you for that. People for calling in. So uh, we are we have three more minutes before we end today' um, podcast. Sai, is there anything that you want to leave our listeners with? If I had to have one thing that I'd leave everybody with, I would like for you to take a look at yourself. And think about where you have came from and where you are now. And what can you do to better the situation for tomorrow? And as humans, there, there's, a guy, there's a real good friend of ours down here, this radio DJ. He reminds everyone, we're all we're God. We, we're, all, <clears throat> we're all human. We're all we have. So... Try to make yourself a better person for tomorrow than you are today. Absolutely. And re remember that the next episode of All the Magic Ways is on April 16th at 12 p.m. Eastern Time. And um, do you guys, if we want to have a topic of conversation, can we send you um some of our um, ideas and how can we contact you? Absolutely. Send us ideas um, because not only will we maybe use it for this, but we might inc incorporate it, probably incorporate it into one of our gatherings. You can reach us on Facebook and it's Old Magic Ways, O-L-D-E-M-A-G-I-C-K, Ways. Or you can reach us, um, website is www.oldmagicways.com. Or you can give us a call, area code 843-314-0045, and it'll either be I, me, Ivy, my husband, Cy, or Zion that you'll be talking to, and I can, and any questions you may have, if I can promise you, if we don't have the answers, we will reach out to people that we think may have the answers, and we will help you in the best way we can. Thank you. Is there anything else that we missed for today's show that you guys either one wants to express before we say goodbye? I just want to remind everybody, especially those in the United States, the next week is that week that everybody is worried about. Keep grounded. Stay in the moment. Don't create events that don't exist. Be true to who you are. Love your neighbor. And above all, believe in a higher power who's watching over you and holding you. And until April, many blessings to each and every one of you. Thank you. Goodbye. <laughs>